We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Thursday, June third, two thousand and twenty-one. This is the Pack a Day podcast. It's a Thursday show. We are down one person. I want to start by wishing a happy early birthday to my little brother. He turns. 28, I think, if memory and math served in my head, <laughs> on Friday. So excellent job at making another trip around the sun, Adam. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that because I'm sure Mom, since you are her favorite, will do everything else for you in that time frame. <laughs> I'm your host this evening. I am Jacob Westendorf, and I am joined not by the great Maggie Loney. She is Facing some homeowner difficulties. Yeah. Owning a home sucks, kids. Don't do it if you can help it. So Please. I am joined by Jimmy Christensen. And while the cat is away, my friend, the mice shall play. So we are here. <laughs> Jimmy, how are you feeling? Pretty good. It's actually, it's funny you mentioned your brother. It's my sister's birthday today, but I don't care about her enough to do a thing for her. But it is her birthday. So fun fact of the day. Well, happy birthday to Jimmy's sister. He's a bad brother for not caring about you, I guess. So I have a, for him. We have a deal. Our birthdays are close, so we just have a deal where we I don't acknowledge her. She doesn't acknowledge mine. We both save money. It's a great deal. That's that's a good deal if that's the case. <laughs> so kudos and congratulations. I rescind what I just said, <laughs> guys. It's June and. This is a still a twelve free zone, but if you want an update on that, the quarterback has not been traded, 
So there's that, mm-hmm. and that's really it on that front. Uh, the Packers had an OTA practice that was open to the media today. Matt LaFleur spoke, said, quote, we'll see if he shows up on Tuesday. Jimmy, I guess I know I just said it was a 12-free zone, but I lied. Do you think he's showing up on Tuesday? No. no I don't think either. so. I think one. Of, I think it was Matt Schneiman put out. He's like, if he was willing to lose $500,000 these last – or for the OTA, the voluntary OTA, OTAs, I'm sure he'll uh, skip out on the 93000 for next week's mandatory minicamp. Obviously, money is not the issue here, so I don't think he's coming. I don't either, and, and I maybe that's a big deal. Maybe it's not. I mean, we'll see. I'm of the belief yeah. that the Packers will find him, but he'll show up to training camp, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, forget about that. Never mind. You don't, yeah. We don't worry about it. So we'll see. Obviously, if he comes back, that puts an end to this saga. If he doesn't, then it just means it's going to extend likely into July when, when training camp hits, and it remains to be seen. When exactly training camp starts, we have yet to get a, a set official date on the beginning of training camp, which is very annoying as somebody who is out of state and wants <laughs> to travel and, and come up this year with them having fans and such in the stands for, for camp this year. And I don't know. I mean, maybe a couple of places that create content want to do some stuff from training camp. I don't know. That sounds like <laughs> it could be a fun thing, but that remains to be seen. How that's going to go. Let's talk a little bit, though, Jimmy. We've got this. Uh, first of all, I do want to – I said initially when we were getting into our topic that I was trying to make some weird comparison between, like, players on the Packers and, like, the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody always wants the Packers to go all in, and quite clearly the the Brooklyn Nets are all in with James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on their team. So I wanted to make some comparison that way. But I got nothing. I couldn't get any further than that in my head. But I, I did want to ask, yeah. Bucks versus Nets, with you being the diehard NBA fan that you are, mm. how do you see that series playing out? Uh, I think I think it's going to go six or seven game six or seven games. I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep by either team. I the Bucks, there's no one that can stop Kyrie, KD, and. James Harden, you can't. But the Bucks have three great defenders that match up pretty well against them to kind of slow them down with Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Oh, man. The last two games we split, I think I just because I'm a, I'm a homer, I'm going to go Bucks in seven. But it's going to be tough. Winner of this wins the finals. I'm with you in that I think it goes six or seven games. I'm with you in uh, thinking that I will say this. If the series is short – it's because Brooklyn won it. Yeah. Uh, oh, agree. I think agreed. Nets in four or five is the only way I could see it being a four or five game series. I don't see it playing out that yeah. way. Uh, I I do think the Nets are better though, and I I think the mm-hmm. problem that the Bucks are going to run into is playoff basketball. For those of you that have paid attention to that, so often becomes okay, get a bucket, and the Nets have three Hall of Fame isolation scorers capable yeah. of just getting buckets and the Bucks don't really have, I mean, Giannis is great. Giannis is, is maybe the best player in the entire sport. I wouldn't go that far just yet, but he is very, yeah. very good. Obviously he's a two-time MVP. That's not really his forte. Middleton. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a good player. He's better than what the media makes him out to be, but he's not Duran. He's not Irving. And you know what this a lot yeah. of times these series really do just come down to, Either one, who has the best player, or in the case of like a few years ago when the Cavs played the Warriors in the finals with Durant, it was mm-hmm. like 
the Cavs had the best player because they had LeBron. Yeah. But the Warriors had the next like four. So yeah. <laughs> in, exactly. In this case, it's like the Bucks have the best player. They have Giannis. Yeah. But the Nets probably have at least the next three. And then after that, you could start. It's probably Middleton and so on and so forth. But that's my thought. I'm going to say Nets in six. Uh, yeah. I am rooting. I'm rooting for the Bucks. I, I no question on that, especially uh, after the Dallas Mavericks likely get eliminated. Um, here shortly by the Clippers. They they had a 2-0 series lead, and then the Clippers, I think, figured out they were the better team. But are they down the basketball. Sorry, are they down 3-2? They're, two, they're two? playing a game. It's 2-2. Two, two. They, they lost both games at home, so they're playing yeah. game five tonight. But neither game at home was particularly competitive. I Dallas lost both games by double digits. So we'll see. They played better in L.A. than they did in Dallas, obviously. But I think there's a reason for yeah. that. And I think, like I said, I think the Clippers are – are awake now, and now that they are, they're they're just the better team, and that is what it is. That is a, all of the. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. This isn't basketball anymore. It's a transition from this. So, like we've seen in the NBA playoffs, fans are going absolutely bat. You know what? Crazy. Stupid. Do you think that's going to happen in the NFL now? Like drunk people, NFL games for the first time in over a year with full capacity. Do you think it's going to be close to some of the stuff we're seeing now? Obviously, they're not close enough to spit on players, but throwing stuff or fighting. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think that there's always been some semblance of that, right? Yeah. Some idiot runs on the field at least once a year, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think the NFL, you know, one of the problems the NBA has is the way that these stadiums are built is you're so close to the players. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to saying mean stuff to me you know within reason obviously like yeah. so and so you suck i think that's free game i think yeah. something like that's free game because that's just fandom obviously once you get into slurs and yeah name calling and different stuff like that that's that's a little different obviously should be off limits throwing stuff at players should be off limits and I, yeah. I, honestly i know this is terrible of me to say this but i really do wish that one time a player would just like go run our test on one of these oh players. yeah just beat the piss out of the fan that threw the stuff at him I because I think what happens, I remember it's kind of funny you bring this up. I remember when I was in college, Marcus smart was yeah, playing for yeah. Oklahoma state at the time and he shoved a fan in the stands and I wrote a story being like smart's going to get all the blame, but I feel like fans in the stands feel like they have this invincibility Yep, and you don't, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, I think said it really well the other night of the game's bigger than you. So shut the hell up. Yeah. Enjoy the game because the last thing I want, you know, we all waited this long. There hasn't been a fan in the stands really since last March. We've all waited this long to get fans in the stands. Don't be the idiot who ruined Now, yeah. granted, I also know that <laughs> an owner is not going to say there's going to be no fans in the stands because of something like this. But don't be the one who ruins it and makes it so yeah. the experience has to be less for somebody else who's coming in. So, you know, I think uh, – I think the NFL will be okay. You know, I, from what I've seen as far as security teams and stuff like that, they're much more beefed up around the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, and then you add in the fact that in order to get – honestly, somebody getting on the field really is almost impressive because there's so many people they have to get by to do that, and they're so far away from the field. I mean, you figure those stands are, you know, 12 feet up instead of being right on top of the opposing team or something like that. So it's yeah. weird. Uh Alcohol does some weird things to people. <laughs> yeah. Um, be better. That's that's my biggest bit of advice on that. So that's our transition from basketball into football. And now let's talk about OTAs a little bit, some interesting stuff. And I think the most interesting thing – well, let me, let me rephrase that because there's the biggest storyline and then there's what's the most interesting thing. The biggest storyline 
is that David Bakhtiari looks great uh, by all accounts. He looks like somebody who has yeah. You could somebody basically put it. I think it was Andy Herman said you couldn't even tell he was injured if you didn't know ahead of time, which is great news. Yeah. He's the Packers star left tackle. They made a huge investment in him, obviously, and really he makes that offensive line like they have the best left side of the offensive line in football. If Bakhtiari is healthy without Jenkins over there and with them likely breaking in a rookie center, I think something like that is definitely going to matter. So, Jimmy, with that with that in mind, let's let's call your shot a little bit. Do you think Bakhtiari is ready week one against the New Orleans Saints? Oh. One of the things that I like, too, about the video is he was doing the same exact rehab workouts that Josiah DeGuara was doing, who injured his leg at least two months before him. And I know Matt LaFleur said he's a little ahead of schedule, but if he's on track with DeGuara, then uh, I don't know. The Packers also are pretty conservative with coming back from injuries. We saw that with Devontae Adams last year. I hope he's ready for week one. But I could see them just still waiting till week maybe three or four just to kind of make sure he's he's good to go. Um, so my hope is week one, obviously. But if I had a pick right now, I'd say they'd probably rest him a little bit longer. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. I think if he's ready, he'll play. Uh, I, I Basically, I think it goes one of two two ways. He either starts the season on the pup list mm-hmm. or he's ready to go week one. But I don't think you get to a scenario where he's ready. He's like a, you know, one of the game day inactives and they start that way. I'd be interested to see how they do that. But I do think Bakhtiari, somebody, everything you've heard since he got injured has been encouraging. Like there hasn't yeah. been any signs of setbacks. Obviously he's played or practice. Well, he's been at practice doing rehab work. Mm-hmm. Brian Gutekunst sounded optimistic about him. All that stuff matters. And with a aging quarterback or a brand-new quarterback, whichever way this shakes out, you need to protect him. And yep. the easiest way to do that is maybe have the best left tackle in football available to you. But I, I know uh, the Packers do not have any weapons, so calling David Bakhtiari the best left tackle in football is, <laughs> is wrong of me to do, so I do apologize when I say that. Uh, the The most interesting thing – that came out of OTAs today was Robert Tunyon and mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur saying he basically called Tunyon and asked him to come to voluntary camp, which is odd considering there are some notable absences to say the very yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, Tunyon's been in camp and uh, they said they wanted to feature him in the offense this year. And that's not something they did last year. And I've been relatively vocal in terms of saying, I'm not sure 
if Tunyon is just a product of the scheme or if he's actually a really, really good player. And I think that's something we're going to be able to potentially find out this year. But yeah. you know, Jimmy, last year, Tunyon was the team's second leading receiver uh, behind, obviously, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Devontae Adams. He's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but Tunyon was number two. He obviously had 11 touchdowns. Uh, was very, very good last season. But if they want to feature him in this offense, what do you think that can look like as they go through the beginning portion of the season and him becoming a more, you know, a bigger factor in their passing game. Yeah, I could, obviously our big hope is that he turns out like Travis Kelsey 2.0, right? Like he's the second, first target on some of these plays, second target on some of them with Devontae Adams. But I just love to see him open up the middle of the field too for Rodgers or Love, whichever one is the quarterback, and just kind of being that security blanket. Because we saw that a little bit last year, He for him to be the second leading receiver and having 11 touchdowns, obviously there's that trust there. And if he can be another person that the quarterback relies on on those third downs or just um, checking down to him because they know he's a reliable catch for at least a few yards, like that's going to be huge for this offense. Um, I don't know. I'd, it's tough to think that he's going to have the same season as last year because it was such a surprise and he broke out like that and teams have all that tape now. But if they're going to make him a focus point, he wasn't last year and he had 11 touchdowns, I'm really intrigued to see what they do with him this year. What do you think that looks like? Uh, I'm curious to see because, you know, I've talked about my level of excitement if Jay Sternberger can make that leap and what that two tight end set can look like. Just because with all due respect to Big Dog and Mercedes Lewis is awesome and even Josiah DeGora and Dominique Daphne, those guys are just different players from what Tunyon and Sternberger could potentially do down the field. As far as featuring him, you know, I think that, If you look at Kansas City as a model, they have, as far as their weapons, they have Tyreek Hill, who they feature plenty, and he's their guy down the field, and he's just Mm -hmm. maybe the fastest player in the history of the sport. He's an absolute freak of nature. And then you have Travis Kelsey, who anytime it's third down, like, I mean, it's never this simple, obviously, but if it's third down, I have him circled. I'm like, okay, where's 87? That's who I'm trying to find. Do the Packers do something like that where it's obvious that he's their second primary target, if you will, uh, looking into their passing game? Because they didn't really do that last year. You know, it was kind of a a week-to-week thing. Devontae got his targets, and then obviously Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and uh, A.J. Dillon or, you know, whoever it was out of the backfield got some of theirs as well. And then it was kind of game-to-game. Some weeks it was MBS, some weeks it was Alan Lazard, some weeks it was Tunyon. Mercedes Lewis had a couple nice games. I mean, they really did just kind of use them the way a, I love the comparison that Paul Brettel, friend of the show, he actually contributor to the show, often makes. And that's Craig Council always says the Brewers have outgetters. They don't have starters and they don't have relievers. They have outgetters. Well, the Packers have pass catchers and whatever that looks like. You know, there are games where they can feature Aaron Jones and he's the primary pass catcher. There are games where they feature, they always feature Devontae. There's no question about that. But having Tunyon in there as a second, you know, reliable target and a a better understanding of what that might look like, I think the, you know, the Packers have a pretty good shape on what that can be. And if they can do enough to get Tunyon involved and kind of make him that second set of really reliable hands, then the Packers are in really good shape. And I think that their offense – has a chance to, oddly enough, be even better this year than it was last year, as strange as that sounds, because they were number one in the NFL. Speaking Mm -hmm. of pass catchers, 
none of them have showed up yet, <laughs> save for Amari Rogers. And I want to stress again, this is a voluntary practice. One of my favorite quotes when it comes to this is Edron James is, what do voluntary mean, man? Or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But what do you think voluntary means? Okay. But with the absence of the quarterback, it is at least notable to think that it's at least possible that maybe they're doing something in solidarity with the quarterback. Now, I personally don't think that's what they're doing. I think that most of those guys don't have a lot of incentive to be there. By incentive, read that as money. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams does, but that's something that he can make up very quickly with a contract extension. Mm-hmm. And there's just not a lot of incentive for those guys to be there. Uh, and with the stuff coming from the Players Association this year as to you know, where where are the Packers going to, and not just the Packers, but the players around the league, where are they working out? Where should they be going? Now, me personally, I think they're getting some bad advice by not going to camp because you're protected there. Uh, we saw what happened to Juwan James. And yeah. you, can, you can argue that Denver was practicing in bad faith by cutting him and not paying him, and I would certainly side with you on that argument. But from a legal standpoint, you are not protected if you are not practicing at the team's facility. And mm-hmm. You know, the the Packers and the, the players union and everything, they need to uh, – Rogers always, always said the negotiating table. You know, at the negotiating table, we need to – We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed for these rights and this is one of those things he was talking about and that's why I I don't think that's what it is but it is noteworthy and for the people that are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these places saying stop stirring the pot stop making things up this isn't news blah 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 well for first and foremost none of this is made up I think it's very obvious that the quarterback has a problem with the organization and it may not be resolved. I think that's fair. And the other thing is the receivers aren't there. That is newsworthy. Yeah. Now, you can say that it's just like I said. I don't think it's because of the quarterback, but maybe it is, and that's why it's newsworthy. So I said all that to ask, what are your thoughts on that situation as we get out of you know the OTAs and stuff and towards closer to training camp? Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. 
Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah. Thinking about uh, that's what, thinking about them, like Devontae makes sense. He's not there. He wants an extension, um, and maybe this is one of his little, like one of his strategies to kind of get that ball moving. But with MVS and Lazard, like they've been in the system already two years. They like you said, they don't have much incentive, aka money, to get to make them go there. It is voluntary. Funchess is the one that surprised me a little bit just because he wasn't with the team last year. People thought he wasn't going to make the team this year because of it. So that one was a little bit of a surprise. But, again, he is a veteran, and a lot of the veterans are saying they really shouldn't be having OTAs this year, and they kind of wanted to opt into the wait until closer to training camp like last year to bring everyone back. So maybe that's just him saying this: these OTAs are kind of outdated the way we're doing it. I don't want to read too much into it, but kind of like you, I don't think it has anything to do – they're, I don't think they're all doing it to be with Rodgers, but at the end of the day, if they were, I also wouldn't be surprised. It's just my opinion that they're not. I just think the money wasn't good enough for them to go. Yeah, and again, it, it's voluntary, and I know that this is a little strange to Packers fans simply because the Packers typically have very good participation in their offseason. Andrew Brand has talked about this a ton, how he used to incentivize guys to come to voluntary workouts, and this was how. It's just a bit of a different world at this point, and obviously the noteworthy absence is the quarterback because, again, you can say that this is stirring the pot, but I, I really don't care. He has attended voluntary offseason workouts every single other year of his career. Yeah. That's noteworthy, whether you want to say that it is or not. And that's why I tend to believe when we talked about earlier, I don't think he'll be at mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. We'll just kind of see what happens after that. One last storyline from the first day or the, the open day, I should say, of OTAs is A.J. Dillon's quads. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that was a storyline, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Eric Stokes. I made a joke along the lines, and some jerk on Twitter said I wasn't being sarcastic, but I was, <laughs> and said that Eric's. Uh, I said Stokes hasn't made a play yet in camp, and this was based on me scrolling through Twitter and having seen nothing. Obviously, I'm not at camp. I wish I was. That would be awesome, but I'm not at camp, and there's nothing that I can see with my own two eyes. And then, of course, after I say something like that, you have – Bill Huber, the great Bill Huber, formerly of Pack Report, now Sports Illustrated, saying Eric Stokes is having a day at camp. <laughs> and jokes aside, that's exciting yes. because the Packers, you know, their biggest weakness coming into the offseason, and I know we all basically forgot about it on draft day because, you know, the storyline with, with the quarterback hit and then we kind of got wide receiver goo-goo eyes again because they haven't drafted a first-round receiver, heaven forbid. But 
their biggest weakness coming into the offseason was the cornerback position opposite of Jair Alexander. Yeah. And, uh, granted, is Eric Stokes going to be incredible his rookie season? Probably not. Most rookies suck, and that's especially true at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. That said, if he's having a good first day in camp, the Packers aren't just going to start Kevin King to say they started Kevin King. You know, if there's anything Matt LaFleur has proven in his time as the head coach, it's the best guy is going to get on the field at some point. Elton Jenkins is a great example of that. Somebody that was behind a, an NFL starter when he was healthy, Lane Taylor. And the Packers were rotating those guys in and out. And eventually Taylor got hurt, but Jenkins would have overtaken that role regardless of what had happened there. So, Stokes is a first-round pick. Some people really love him. You know, if you want to read a, a good example of that, Mark Eckle had a really good story over a Packer report. I think I know somebody that might be talking to him in the near future, but I'll save that for a different time frame. And it's just interesting to see how the Packers might view that cornerback spot because Kevin King it really is a controversial player. You know, the Packers clearly like him because they wouldn't have brought him back if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And especially it, it, if they didn't like him, it'd be very easy to not bring him back after his last game, right? That makes sense. Clearly they do. They brought him back in, and now he's slated to be the starter opposite of Jair Alexander. Now how long that takes to change, who knows? But it does get a little interesting just because you talk about that nickel star position, not really something that's conducive to Kevin King or Eric Stokes's uh, strengths. If Jair Alexander wants to play there, that's where something like that could get a little bit interesting. But I understand, obviously, the value of keeping him on the outside. Jimmy, what are your thoughts on Stokes coming out of this first camp that we see, or first day of OTAs that we've seen in in a while, and how that could lead into what he could be for this team right away in 2021? Yeah, it's great to hear that he's that they said he was just blanketing every receiver, which is great. But like we just mentioned three minutes ago our top five receivers aren't there. Um, So it's great to see he's covering the backups and some backups to the backups. But uh, I really, I don't want to get too excited until it is training camp and he's going up against Devante or MVS or Alan Lazard. Um, That being said, Kevin King did get burned by an undrafted free agent this year or this uh, today as well. And Blake Bortles had that big connection with him. So there is something to QB one. There is something to say that, like they still are going up against NFL talent uh, wide receivers, so it's great to see that he's he's doing that and doing it really well on his first on the first day of OTAs this week. But uh, I still don't see him starting Week One uh, for the Packers. Hopefully down the road he'll start. Maybe he'll earn that starting job. But like you said, if Jair moves to the inside to play some of that star role, it'd be great to see him kind of be on the outside and see what he can do early on in the season. But even when Jair came, he wasn't starting right away either. Uh, you mentioned Darnell Savage was really the first day one uh, starter in the secondary that they've had. Remains the only day one rookie to be a day one starter under this regime. Yeah, so especially with the cornerback position is so tough to be to transition from college to the NFL. So I think eventually he'll he'll get his chance, but I think it'll be uh, I think we still have some time until then. I do too, and I think that I'm I'm just excited. You know, the one thing I really love seeing in camp is, you know, the team stuff obviously is fun because it looks like real football for a little while. Yeah. But it's it's the one-on-ones, and that's when you knew Jair Alexander was good. 
And that's when you knew Zadarius Smith was going to be awesome is when he's just lighting dudes up in one-on-ones and finding that, you know, that mano-a-mano kind of competition. So, yes, I do want to see, you know, Eric Stokes lined up across from Devontae Adams, that iron sharpens iron kind of thing. And, and you're going to take your lumps, but, you know, as we saw, Jalen Ramsey, who is probably the best cornerback in football, yeah. struggled with Devontae Adams last year too. So yeah. Devontae is going to win those reps more often than not. But if you learn – from Adams, you have a good opportunity to beat most other receivers in the league if you can figure out yep. some of that stuff. So Stokes is obviously going to be the big ticket item that everybody's got their eye on uh, once camps, along with uh, Amari Rogers, obviously, who just looks fantastic in that number eight jersey. Uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't yeah. seen his Twitter profile photo, for real, great A. He just looks clean. Uh, the, one of the best things the NFL did this year was allow yeah. the relaxation on. I know. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't particularly care for it, but Tom Brady not liking it automatically makes it a little bit cooler, I think, is how that works, too. So we're out of time for this episode. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I know you're disappointed Maggie wasn't here. She'll be back with us next week as we get through the later portion of June on into almost July and and damn near training camp. So you can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Packaday Podcast. Go ahead and give it a like, rate, subscription. Tell everybody that you love Jacob and Jimmy. I like reading our names. I don't read reviews, but (laughs) if you tell me, if you tell me that you put one with me in it, I will read it. And I promise you that. And I'll personally find you out and respond to you and say, thank you and be on your way. You can find the show there. Like I mentioned at Packaday Podcast, you can find Jimmy. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08. Um, like Jacob said, if you do a review, as long as you give it five stars, you can literally comment Jimmy sucks. Totally fine with that. Just make sure it's the five stars before that. Um, anything else that I do, I'll have on Twitter. Uh, I should have some nice interviews coming up this off season, been making some phone calls. So trying to capitalize on some of the, the fun ones I had last off season. So, there should be some things coming out shortly, so follow me there, and you'll uh, you'll find all my stuff. And you can find me. I'm at Jacob Westendorf on Twitter. I'm the owner of Game On Wisconsin. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Game On W. I like subscribe to their YouTube page over there, YouTube.com. Search Game On Wisconsin, and I got some fun stuff in the works as well. I want you guys to keep your eyes out for the Game On Meetup, which we should have here. Uh, this upcoming season, COVID and safety permitting. So keep your thoughts, prayers, actions, all that stuff going very well. And we can be able to say hi to some of you guys that have, uh, we can finally put a face to a podcast voice or a Twitter avatar or something like that. (laughs) I look forward to being able to do something like that. Until then, not a whole lot going on between now and the end of the month. So enjoy the Bucks, enjoy the Brewers, enjoy whatever uh, sport that it is you like. Sit back and relax and uh, buckle up because I think July is going to be a very interesting month for our Green Bay Packers. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.